Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's open with prayer. My heavenly Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And Father, I ask for a spirit of grace on this meeting, a spirit of grace, and let us only see Jesus. Let us only see Jesus. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. There was a night several years back, a couple days I was having some pain in my mouth on a tooth, and it didn't go away. And then in the middle of the night, I woke up, and my jaw, it was as big as a golf ball, and I was in much pain, much pain. Now it's the middle of the night. I'm not going to get any relief from any dentist or doctor. So I went downstairs into one of the spare room that we had downstairs. And I sat on the floor. And I didn't know exactly what to do. I didn't know exactly what to pray. So you know what I prayed? I sat on the floor and I started praying, Jesus. 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 That's the only thing I said was Jesus. But while I was saying the name Jesus, I was endeavoring to put my heart on what Jesus did for me on the cross. I just wasn't saying the word Jesus and not considering, not using my faith with it. You know, Jesus isn't a magic word. It takes faith to invoke the name of Jesus. It takes faith for that name when you call it to work. And so while I was sitting on the floor saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I was considering what Jesus did for me on the cross. It took a little while. It took about 30 minutes. In 30 minutes, something came out of my heart, and I said it to the Father. And when I said it to the Father, that name Jesus came into play. And it wasn't but five minutes, and the pain was gone, and the swelling was gone. And everything was gone, and I was healed. I think it was 3 o'clock in the morning. Do you know that same thing that happened to me, that same power is available to everyone that will believe? That will believe. Believe what? Jesus told us what to believe. Jesus told us how to walk in this. If we will go again to Mark 1, 14 and 15. Do you have it memorized yet? It says, now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, the kingdom. He said, and saying, this is how he preached the gospel of the kingdom of God. He said, the time is fulfilled. The time is fulfilled. He was here. He came from the Father and he's here on earth. And we have talked about this. He came as a man. The time is fulfilled. And the kingdom of God is at hand. And then he gave us the instructions of what to do if we want to walk in that kingdom. Now remember, the kingdom of God is with power. 
The kingdom of God is not in word only, 1 Corinthians, but it is in power. It is in power. It is in miracle working power. And Jesus said, it's within us. It's in us. It's not at a church. It's not in a location. You can't go to Jerusalem and pick up the kingdom. Why? Because it's within you. The kingdom of God is within you. And then the father said through Jesus, it was the father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom, to give us that power. Did you know that the father wants you to walk in the miracles? He wants you to see his power every day, every time you need him. That's why he sent Jesus. That's why he had Jesus walk through the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection. Now, how do we get there? How do we get to that where that power works? How did I get to where that my mouth was totally healed from that awful infection? Let's go back to what Jesus said in Mark 1.15, because Jesus, in just a few words, gives us the instruction. Oh, I hope your ears are beginning to open. I hope you're beginning to realize what Jesus said to us. It's for every one of us. He said, repent and believe the gospel. He said, the kingdom of God is at hand, but how are we going to get it? Repent and believe the gospel. We know that word repent means to not consider, to change what you're thinking and to think something else, to change your will that's believing one thing and believe something else. And what is that something else? That something else is the gospel, the gospel. Jesus didn't say to believe the Ten Commandments and you'll be healed. He didn't say that ever. He didn't say to believe the law of Moses. He didn't say that, did he? It doesn't say to repent and believe the law of Moses here, does it? So then what does Jesus say? He said, repent, change the way you're thinking, and to believe the gospel. The gospel. Believing the gospel is what got my mouth totally healed. Believing the gospel will get you whatever you need. If you get it in your heart and you believe it, let's go to that gospel again. I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians 15, and it's where Apostle Paul is speaking, and he's speaking to the Corinthians. He said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. Do you see what Paul is declaring to them? The gospel, which I preached unto you. Do you see what Paul preached? Paul preached the gospel. The Apostle Paul did not preach the law of Moses. We know that. The Apostle Paul, who was a Jew, who was a Pharisee, did not preach the Ten Commandments. The Apostle Paul, who was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, as he said he was, did not preach the law of Moses. Do you understand that? Can you hear that? Do you have the courage to believe that? So what did the Apostle Paul preach? He said, which I preached unto you, what? The gospel. Paul preached to those people in Corinth the gospel. He said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received. Do you see? The Corinthians had to receive it. You have to receive the gospel for it to work in you. And you know what? You don't receive it in your head. You don't memorize it. 
I remember a day here when I was going to Water of Life Christian Training School. It amazed me because I, I was a teacher. I was an elementary school teacher. And I went through college to become a teacher. I knew what it took. And so I was in that class. And I had my notebook. And I had my pen. And I was going to take notes. And I was going to get that power that I saw ministered here. I was going to get it. So I had my notepad ready. Others had their notepads ready. And you know what our leader, Dole Davidson, said? Do you know what the prophet that God had lead this ministry? You know what he said? It was amazing. He said, put away your notebooks. Put away your pens. He said, I am not ministering to your head. I am ministering to your heart. And you know what? Now I'm doing the same thing. Notes aren't going to help you. Memorization will help you very little. It has to be in the heart. And Paul preached it to Corinth, to the, the Corinthians. And he said, which also you have received. So they received it. They received it in their heart. And then he said, wherein you stand. Those Corinthians stood in the gospel. Well, how do you stand in the gospel? You believe it. You put your faith in it. You commit to it. You adhere to it. You stick to it like glue. That is believing. You have trust in it. Many times the word faith can be intertwined with the word trust. Trusting the gospel, that it'll do what it promised, is what brought the healing to my jaw. Now, verse 2, by which also you are saved saved, not just born again, although that's part of it. That is a huge part of it. The miracle of being born again, the miracle of the dead spirit in you to become alive by the spirit of Jesus, that's being born again. Being born again is a miracle. And when you are born again, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life and you are going to heaven if you die. But you know what? I believe a lot of us aren't going to die. I believe a lot of us are going to meet Jesus in the air. And what will cause us to meet Jesus in the air? It says those that names are written in the Lamb's book of life will meet him in the air. Are you born again? Jesus said you have to be. And to go on, this word, also you are saved. That word saved not only means born again, but it means healed. It means being prosperous. It means having welfare. It means being in safety. It means having blessings, being at peace with God. It means having everything you need. You know, if you need money and God brings you money, that's salvation. That's being saved. If you are in pain and Jesus heals that pain, or the Father heals that pain. You know what? That's salvation. That's the gospel. If you need a job and God or Jesus brings you the job, it comes through the gospel. It comes through the gospel. So we need to believe. We need to adhere to. We need to trust in the gospel. And that's what Paul is saying here. 
It said, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. In vain. Don't believe in vain. If you set your heart on the gospel, don't believe in vain. Don't stop. You are guaranteed. Jesus said in John 10, 35, he said, the scriptures cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. If you won't quit, if you will stand, if you will not believe in vain, if you will stick with it, Jesus promised us we will get the promises. We will get what you're asking for. If you need healing, if you will stick with that gospel, if you will stay with it, stay with it, not give up, not give in, not cave in. If you will stay with it, you will get what you need. Oh, I have found that out. I have found that out. There are things now that I am believing for that I will see come to pass. Why? Because I know that the gospel, the gospel bought them, paid for it. The work's been done. The only thing I have to do is to stay with it and believe. Now, Verse 3 is the definition of the gospel that we believe in. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. How? That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. The gospel was preached since the Garden of Eden. The gospel was preached by all the prophets, it says. The gospel was preached by King David. The gospel is preached all through the Psalms. And we know that Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus showed up, preached us the gospel, showed us what was going to come to pass. Oh, I rejoice. I rejoice the love of God on us that he sent Jesus. And Jesus became a man like us with a body and bones and blood. He came in a body with bones and blood and flesh so that he could be our perfect sacrifice. When you consider, when you sit back and meditate on how Jesus walked on this earth and what he brought to us and walking to that, walking to the gospel. One of my favorite verses is in John 12, 27, and it's Jesus speaking. And you know why it's one of my favorite verses? Because it shows the humanity of Jesus. It shows his heart. It shows what he was thinking. It shows what he knew he was about to accomplish. I love this verse. It says, John 12, 27. It says, now is my soul troubled. Jesus said that. Jesus said that. Can you believe that Jesus' soul was troubled? That Jesus that came from heaven, came from the Father, came to earth, came to walk like you and I, that his soul was troubled? Yes. Why? Because he was a man like you and I. 
He had laid down all his heavenly ability. He had laid down all his godly powers. Why? Because he had to become a sacrifice for you and me. He had to become a man. He had to become that perfect sacrifice. He had to put back what Adam destroyed. When Adam rebelled, sin came in. Not only sin came in, but when sin comes, death comes with it. That's why we all die. And God sent Jesus in a man's body. As I've said before, Jesus said, Thou hast given me a body, hast thou prepared me. Hebrews 10. A body hast thou prepared me. Why? To do thy will, O God. And his will was to become your substitute on the cross. His will, the Father's will, was that Jesus was going to pay for everything you've done. Everything you've done. The Father knows what we've done, and he sent Jesus. So Jesus right here is saying, now is my soul troubled. And he said, what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. Jesus right here in front of his disciples talking to Jehovah his heavenly father. For some of you that think that they are the same person, then how can Jesus be on earth talking to the father in heaven? He said, Father, what shall I say? My soul is troubled. Father, save me from this hour. And look what he said, but for this cause, for this cause came I unto this hour. He was telling the father he was troubled. He was showing the disciples around him he was troubled. But you know what? He went anyway. He said right here, Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause, for this cause came I unto this hour. I want you to consider this. When Jesus went to the cross, when they nailed his hands to the tree, when they lifted him up, when he hung there on the cross and every bone began to become out of joint, that's Psalm 22 and that is Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 said he had no form. Why? That's what the sin was doing to the body of Jesus. Jesus taking on our sin, every bone became out of joint. His body began to come apart, come apart at the joints. He says in Psalm 22 that my bones look and stare upon me. Do you realize that none of the people that were watching, even the apostles, even the disciples that were watching him, nobody understood what was going on. Nobody understood why their Messiah was suffering so. Nobody knew why Jesus was dying the way he was. But he did it anyway. He did it anyway. He went anyway. No one understood what was going on in the body of Jesus. No one understood what God and the eternal spirit through God and with the man Jesus. Nobody understood what he was going through. Nobody understood what was happening on that body. But Jesus did. And he did it anyway. 
He did it anyway. He went through it anyway. He went through the pain. He went through the bones becoming out of joint. He went through taking on our disease, our sickness, as in Isaiah 53. He went through all of that. He gave his back to the smiters. He went through all of that. Nobody understood, but he knew. That's how he was going to get you. That's how the Father was going to save you. That was the only way that the Father was going to save humanity. That was the only way the Father was going to save you. But somebody was going to have to pay. And God sent his only son coming out from God, came to earth to become a man so he could do it for you, so he could take on all your sin, all your sickness, your disease, your pain, poverty, everything that puts you between the Father and us, Jesus. Jesus took it on his own body. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that the love of God? It says in Hebrews that that eternal spirit working with Jesus, when Jesus was on that cross, it says the Father placed Everything that you and I have ever done or will do placed on his body. There is what you believe. There is what you put your heart on. There is what you meditate on. There is what you cling to. There is what you commit to. That is what we look at. That is what we believe. And not only that sin on his body, but that body did something that God could not do. That body of Jesus, with the spirit of Jesus in him, died. God can't die. Somebody had to die for us. The wages of sin is death. Somebody was going to have to die. Jesus did for you and for me. Oh, it was beautiful. With a loud voice, he gave up the ghost. And just before that, you know what Jesus said? He said, it's finished. It's finished. All the sin is on his body. All the sickness is on his body. All the pain, all the poverty, all the consequences of sin, all the curses on the body. And when it all got on there, Jesus had the strength to say, I thirst to make sure that every bit of scripture was covered. And when it was all covered, and when he had all your sin and all your sickness and all your disease and all your curses on him, when he knew that they were all there, he said, it's finished. It's finished. I got it all. It wasn't until he got it all that he died. For you. For me. And he went to hell. He paid. He paid in hell for every one of those sins. It says the wrath of God is upon me. Psalm 88. 
That's Jesus in hell suffering the wrath of God for you and for me. He suffered all that wrath so you and I won't have to. He suffered it all. And in Isaiah 53, verse 11, I will read it to you. It says, He, Jehovah, shall see the travail of his soul. Jesus, suffering in hell, paying for your and my sin. He shall see the travail of his soul and do what? And be satisfied. And be satisfied. God saw his only son in hell, suffering the wrath for you and I. He saw it. He saw the travail Jesus was going through, and it says he was satisfied. And you know what the next line is? By his knowledge, by knowing this in your heart, shall my righteous servant justify many. The Father forgave every sin when Jesus was in hell. When he was satisfied, every sin was forgiven. Do you know that's why death and hell couldn't hold Jesus anymore? The Father could raise him from the dead. You know how death holds on? It has to have sin. The wages of sin is death. Well, if every sin has been paid for, death has no hold. Death has no hold. Death couldn't hold Jesus. Sin was paid for, and the Father raised him from the dead. Do you want that knowledge, that understanding that your sins have been absolutely paid for? That you can walk like you have never sinned a sin in your whole life? That's what justification is. Do you want healed? Do you want to be prosperous? Do you want to walk? Walk with God. That's where all this comes. Because that's what the Father wants for you. He wants that relationship between a father and a child. All of us adopted children. So we can say, Abba, Father. That's why he sent Jesus. That's why he sent Jesus. To fix the barrier. To fix what was between us and God. And that was sin. And all the consequences of sin. Well, the first thing you have to do to walk in that kind of a relationship, to walk in the love of God, is you must be born again. You must be. Jesus said it. He said you must be born again. To be born again is to have the Spirit of Jesus in your heart. And you become a sheep, a lamb, one of his. And he will lead you and guide you. Do you want that? Do you want the assurance that if anything happens to you, Anything, you will be with Jesus. That is such a good feeling to have that confidence. That if anything were to happen to you, you will be with Jesus. And the only thing to do to get it is to be born again. Pray this prayer with me. Jesus, come into my heart. Become Lord of my life. Lead me, teach me, fix me.
And I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Jesus said all that come to him, he will in no wise cast out. And it says in the book of 1 John that if you pray a prayer that is the will of God, then it is heard. And that is always a prayer that is the will of God. I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to hear what God is doing for you. Write me, my email, kdwol.com. Or go to my website, and you can listen to these messages over and over till they minister to your heart. And that is kdwol.com. Until next time, God bless. God bless.